0: Congregation, the Lord's Prayer is called the Most Perfect Prayer, and rightly so. Beautiful beginning, our Father which art in heaven. And then the three petitions for God himself, and the three petitions for us. Three times die, and three times us. So tonight, I hope to focus on the first petition. And let us read what defined in the Heidelberg Catechism... Lord's Day 47, in the back of your Psalter book, on page 84. Lord's Day 47, page 84. Question 122. Which is the first petition? Answer, hallowed be thy name. That is, grind us first rightly to know thee, and to sanctify, glorify, and praise thee in all thy works in which thy power, wisdom, goodness, justice, mercy, and truth are clearly displayed, and further also that we may so order and direct our whole lives, our thoughts, words, And actions that thy name may never be blasphemed, but rather honored and praised on our account. So far. God hallowing his own name. That's the prayer, right? The Lord hallowing his own name. Three thoughts, the reason for hallowing the name. Secondly, in what way are we called to hallow God's name? In the third place, what are the benefits of hallowing God's name? So God hallowing his name, the reason for hallowing the name. In what way are we called to hallow God's name? And in the third place, the benefit of hallowing God's name. Hallowed be thy name is the first petition, and rightly so. It should not be the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. sixth. No, it is the first. Hallowed be thy name is the foremost, the most important petition we can pray and that's why the Lord Jesus taught his disciples to begin with it. He said, pray this way, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Begin that way. Because hallowing the name is the grand purpose of everything, of everything. God has made all things and is organizing things and is also reigning all things, governing all things for the purpose of the hallowing of his name. There's nothing more important. There's nothing so foundational as that the name of God is hallowed. That's what it all is about. Without that hallowing of the name of God, there's no hope, there's no heaven, There's no joy, there's no good, there's no salvation. That's the purpose of everything. God is doing all things for himself, for the hallowing of his name. But what is that actually? Hallowing. Do you know what it means? Hallowing in the Greek, hagiadzo. The word hagios, hagios is in there meaning holy, think of the tris hagion, the three times holy, as in Isaiah we read about holy, 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 the Him, sing and shout and chanting, there's the tris hagion, so three times holy, and that, that word is used here, hagion, holy, May thy name be holy. Sanctify it. Make it holy. Sanctify it. Sanctus in there, right? So hello thy name. We know the name also of Halloween, right? Halloween is actually a blur of hello evening. Holy evening. You say it fast a couple times, you say Holy evening, holy evening. You say eventually Halloween. It's the same word to it, to give it a special place to also show the importance of it. And you may remember what holy means. When those three, when, when those angels sing the Trisagion and sing holy, holy, holy. What do they say? They actually say, I've never seen someone like this. This is so unique. This this is so incomparable. I've never heard, never seen, there is no one like him. There's none like him. That is what holy means. Holy means so different, so otherwise, so foreign. So strange, so unique, so incomparable. So, those angels are singing that. They sing God's glory. They hallow the name of the Lord by singing. And rightly, nothing is inc- incomparable but God. Do you know something that is incomparable? One of the boys says, I have heard of trees in California, sequoia trees, and they are so gigantic. They're 80 meters tall. They have a circumference of 30 meters. It's just absolutely unique, those trees. But there's more than one, and some are a little smaller, and some are a little wider. There are other trees as well, so you can always compare. And someone says, I read not too long ago that it was found the biggest diamond ever. In, I don't know where. Biggest diamond. And you say, This is so unique. No, it isn't. There are other diamonds as well. You can compare them. But God is so infinitely unique. He is the only one, the only God. The rest is all creation. This is all relative, but he is God. So hallowed be thy name is asking the Lord to sanctify and glorify himself. Hallowed be thy name. Everything but God is created. No so, hallowed be thy name Thy name, why not? Hello be God. Hello be the Lord. By hello be thy name. And God is more than one name. So, why hello be thy name in singular? Well, that is a Hebrew word, a Hebrew way of saying things. Actually, the name of the Lord in the Bible is often. God himself. Not his name like Java or Elohim or El Shaddai or the Lord of hosts or the Lord of or No, it is in the first place God himself. So let me show that from the Bible. Let me just give you a few expressions with the word thy name in there. So you can see that the name is not a name but Himself, God Himself. Let thy name be magnified forever. Are we magnifying his name? What name? Or are we magnifying call to magnify him? Right? Magnifying his name is magnifying God Himself. I will sing praises unto thy name. Sing praises unto thy name, so for what name? Notice singing praises to God, right? And are many of those. The house that I have built for thy name. So the name of God is in that house? Or is God Himself in the house? A house built for His name. O thy servants who desire to fear thy name. Fearing the name is not fearing the name Elohim or the name Jahweh, but to fear God. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Loving the name is not loving what name? It's loving God. So, the name in the Bible is often God Himself. Hallow be thy name, means hallow be the Lord. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. To know the name? What name? No. To know Him. To know the name that is Him. It's kind of a softer expression to say the name compared to the expression, the kingdom of God. Sometimes you read in the Bible, the kingdom of heaven. It sounds almost more reverent. So-so glorifying the name is kind of feeling that we, we can not glorify God himself. It is too, too direct. So that's the Hebrew way of saying things. The desire of our soul is to thy name. Desire of the soul to thy name? To God himself. To desire God, not to desire his name. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek thy name. To seeking the name is seeking God. Have they remembered thy name? remember remember the name Elohim or Jehovah, not to remember him. Summarizing, praying to God that he may hallow his own name. So hallow be thy name, is asking the Lord, Lord, may it please thee to take care of thyself. hallowed be thy name. Lord, I can't hallow thy name. I can't do it. I am a sinner. I am dead by nature. And even after after grace, I can't do it myself. But make me hallow thy name. Make me glorify thee. Make me sanctify God. Sanctify, O Lord. So that is an impressive petition, right? He's asking, Lord, make, make me love thee, make me glorify thee, make me know thee, make me see thee, make me find thee. So that is the grand purpose, and that explains that God is doing all things for himself. Yes. Our maker is doing all things for himself. You say, well, that sounds wrong to me. Doing things for yourself? That's that's our sin. And are you telling me that God is doing the same thing? God is loving himself. So God has a law, and he does not obey it himself? So the Lord says, you better hello my name, and you love my name first? But I don't have to do that. I don't have to love myself. I, I don't have to love others over myself. Would God not decide to keep that law? Well, God is not keeping that law the way you put it. But God keeps the law to love him who is most worthy of our love. God is, God keeps the law of loving him who is most worthy of our love. And that's the law Be must obey to love the Lord above all things. And the Lord is doing the same thing. Because he's loving him. And Loving the one who is most worthy of Allah, that, that's Himself. So the difference is we are not God. So it's the same love for God and for us. But we we, 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 we cannot tell ourselves that we are worthy of Allah, but God is. So let me explain this a little further the purpose of all things, hallowed be thy name. The first petition. What do you read in the Westminster Catechism? In the first question. What is the chief end of man? What is the main purpose for, for man? What is the reason that God has made all things? What's the goal? Man's chief end is to Enjoy his life. Yeah, that's what the world says. The world says, just enjoy your life and make, make it a feast. Celebrate your life. No. What is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So that's the purpose. The purpose of life is to glorify God and to enjoy God forever. And that rejoicing in God is really to God's honor. It's not a contradiction. It's not so that God's people are serving God for him and that they're not doing it for themselves. No, they glorify him also to enjoy that. So now to the hybrid catechism. Mm-hmm. What is the first petition? Hallowed be thy name that is grant us firstly rightly to know thee. So we ask him, Lord, Lord, may we know thee. I don't know thee. And if we know him, then we can glorify him for what we know. If you don't know God, then nothing impresses you. There is nothing to be, to be thankful for nothing to praise for. So it is important to know something of God, to know his name, to know himself. And that's a knowledge the Lord works by the Holy Spirit in the heart, through the Bible, through the Holy Spirit applying into your heart. So you see something, you notice something, God is so dear, so special, so excellent, soul. So, so it's a perfection that it, that it generates Ah, that you hello the Lord for what you know about him. So I would say read that Bible. I come to the conclusion that too many of us only read the Bible after mealtimes at the best. At the best, a couple minutes after every meal. At the best. For the rest, that Bible remains closed. Open the Bible and say, Lord, may I know thee, reveal thyself, so that I may hallow thy name. So you may see the purpose of life. You may, that you may have foundation, foundation. You may know what, what, what life is about. Read the Bible. To know him, and to sanctify, glorify, and praise thee. Sanctify God. See that? To sanctify him. Is that strange? Have you ever seen that? To sanctify God, to glorify God. I see that to praise God. Okay, but to sanctify God. To sanctify God is to give God that special place of, of, of sanctus, of holiness, of uniqueness. So to make God unique, to make God special, to sanctify, glorify, and praise thee in all thy works, with thy power, a few of those attributes, thy power. Let me see the power, the power of creation, the power, the wisdom, the goodness, the justice, the mercy, show me, Lord. May thy kingdom come, may thy will be done, but also give that I may hallow thy name. Before we go to the second thought, let me just quote three Bible verses, very powerful Bible verses about the purpose of all things. 1 Corinthians 6, For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So the Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthians, They are bought with a price, and therefore they should glorify God. Glorify God, because the Lord paid the price of his blood, and he rescued them, and saved them. So therefore glorify him. Oh, one Corinthians ten, whether therefore we eat, ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, eat, come on. Yes, you're eating and drinking. And whatever it is, do it all to the glory of the Lord. That's your purpose. And if it is not doing, if you don't do things for him, it's a sin. It's a sin to not do things for the hallowing of his name. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Romans one, Romans eleven thirty six, For of him, this comes from his side, of him, through him, as he means, and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. So hallowed be thy name is the most important petition we start with. And I hope you may pray this with the heart. And you may pray this with the Holy Spirit. You may mean it, Lord, I can't. I can't. Hello, Thy name. Make me that. Change me, Lord. And be careful with prayer like, We glorify thee. I can always glorify thee whenever I want. I'm ready to glorify God, to praise God all the time. Be careful. Are you sure? Can you always do that? Any time of the day? Are you always ready for that? Do you always have that frame of mind and heart? So, no presumption, right? Let us ask, Lord, give it. Give more of it. That they may hallow thy name. That they may hallow thee in everything I do. And you know that the Lord Jesus did that, right? The Lord Jesus did everything for his glory, the glory of his Father, for him. And when he died on the cross, he said, it's finished. I did it all. I hallowed his name. I didn't make any mistake. There was no flaw in there. And the Lord Jesus also heard that voice a few times from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Because he always had the name of God in his mind. Brings to the second thought. In what way we are called to hallow God. You know, I quoted the Westminster Confession, article one. Do you mind if I show you article two? What rule has God given to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him? So the chief end of men is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. What is the rule that God has given to us? How that we may glorify and enjoy him? The answer is, the word of God, which is contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments, is the only rule and direct us how we may glorify and enjoy Him. How it is, the Bible tells us. The Bible explains it to us. Because, Hallowing God is quite something. Not something that we can do ourselves. And the Lord explains that in the Bible. So hallowed be thy name, to be um, clear, is not something like, Lord, we desire that thy name may be hallowed. It is not we confess that thy name should be hallowed. Is not, Lord, that was worthy to be hallowed. It is a prayer. In other words, it's a prayer. We, we ask God to do it. So we don't express our desire to God. But we, in the first place, ask God to take care of his own glory. And there's a confession behind that, right? A confession that we cannot hallow the name. God, make us to glorify thee. We ask of the Lord if he may know him and know him better. In other words, show us thy power. Show us thy majesty. Let us feel it. Make us stand in awe. Show us thy sovereignty. Show us thy mercy. Show us how thou reveals thyself in the Bible so we may know thee and sanctify and glorify and praise thee. And that is of course done with the mouth, but also the way we live and think and talk, hallowing God. When so we sing, let we sing, do we sing in this way? Hallow be thy name. Hallow be the Lord Himself. Do we pray that way? You know when they ask they would ask you, what do you pray for? In general, you would say, I pray for a new heart, and I pray for repentance and faith and salvation for my beloved ones and myself, and I pray for the help here and there and the daily bread and the problems in this life. And Do you pray for God's glory? Do we pray for God's name to be hallowed? Do we pray that concretely? Because the Lord wants us to surrender. He wants us to make all the decisions with Him. He wants us to depend upon Him and wonder with everything, what is the most to His glory. You know when you have two things, you have to choose between in your job or in family life or in relationships or in church going and what is the most to God's glory? That's crucial. What I like is also the connection between salvation and the glory of God's name. The Lord can can can. Saved people because of his glory. Psalm 130. But there is forgiveness with thee. And could you finish the this, this sentence? There is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. There is forgiveness with the Lord because there's a reason because the Lord wants to be feared and glorified and sanctified and hallowed. So there is forgiveness with God because He will be hallowed. Also, think of John 5: The Father judges no man, but has committed all judgment unto the Son. That all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He that honors not the Son honors not the Father which has sent him. If we do not honor the Lord Jesus, we do not honor the Father. If we do not love the Savior, if we don't highly esteem him, if we don't know the Lord Jesus, then we don't honor him. And we don't honor His Father. We sent Him. So it is crucial for the honor of God to truly believe in the Lord Jesus. Not believing in Him is dishonoring Him. And is not hallowing the name of God at all. See that? You say, but I cannot help it. I'm born that way. Well, the Lord still keeps us Responsible for that. And he just tells us who he is in the Bible. And we have no reason not to hallow his name. The Lord takes it personal if he don't. Close to that is 1 John 5. He that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in himself. He that believeth not, God has made him a liar now making God a liar is not really how his name is it are you making God a liar no no I don't know that maybe you do maybe the Lord says I created you well and I want my my image back and you say yes but I can not you have lots of arguments argue with God because he's not a liar. And the Lord is also preaching you the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, and ignoring him and is looking the other way is making God a liar. So remaining unconverted is remaining calling God a liar. And it's not to the glory of his name at all. Remember Abraham? Abraham who um, was talked to the Lord and the Lord explained to him that his seed will be as the stars in the sky and he believed in God. Remember? Romans 4 talks about that. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He did not stagger through unbelief. But was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. So being strong in faith is giving glory to God. And having no faith is no glory for God. Having this little faith is little glory to God. So it is important that we have that true faith in the Saviour the Lord Jesus Christ. God hallowing his name. We talk about the reasons, we talk about the way, and we also talk about the benefit of it. Congregation, the glory of God's name, his name being hallowed, is not only something God is worthy of, is also beneficial to us. It's great. It is the foundation of salvation. It is the foundation of salvation that God himself hallows his name. Let me try to explain that. Why does God save sinners? Does he feel sorry for people? Does not say, ah, oh, that's too bad. That is so Difficult for that person. Let me help the person. I can see that. I I feel compassion because of that that nice person. That nice person is so much suffering. I need to help the person. Is that how God handles things? Out of pity? Yes, there's compassion. Yes, the Lord is good. Yes, the Lord is patient. I don't deny that. But the real purpose... The purpose of God saving people is for his own sake. For himself, you would say, that doesn't sound good. God selfish again, saving people for himself. You would say, I like God who would save people for me. But you know, the Lord cannot do it for you really. So what if he saves you for himself? Is that not sounding much better? That's what the Bible teaches. For we do not present our supplications, Daniel speaking. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousnesses, but for thy great mercies, O Lord, hear O Lord, forgive, O Lord, hearken and do, defer not for thine own sake. O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. So Daniel is pleading with the Lord. He said, Lord, remember the people of Israel. It is thy people. And thy name will be glorified if they will be rescued. So rescue them for thy glory. So therefore do you see no reason why God should save you tonight? Maybe you say, I don't think I will ever be saved. I don't think that can be. I'm such such a rottenness in my heart. I'm sensitive sin if you would know, Pastor, if you would know. I'm so hard. I'm so this and so that and so weak and so addicted and so you name it. You just give up. God can never save a person like me, you say. You no know, Satan likes that. Satan likes to discourage you telling you who you are and say you really think you can be saved? Are you kidding? But the Lord saves people for himself. To the glory of his name. And that is so often in the Bible. For the Lord will not forsake his people For his great name's sake. 1 Samuel. Or think of the well-known Psalm 23. You know Psalm 23, right? The Lord my shepherd. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. He's doing that for himself. He leads his people in those pastures, green pastures, into the quiet waters. He leads them for his namesake. Because he likes it, and he loves it, and he's doing it for himself, and he can do it. And that's the most solid foundation of salvation I can possibly think of. Ezekiel thirty six. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel, Thus say the Lord, I do not. I do not this for your sake, so house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake. I don't do it for your sake. I for my own, my own sake. Which ye have profaned among the heathens, wherever you went. So you polluted my name, and for that same name I rescue you. But one of the most impressive chapters in the Bible regarding this is Isaiah 48, I think. Isaiah 48, we read uh, some very honest. Text about who we are and then it sounds kind of hopeless and then in six lines six lines it expresses God's willingness to save people for himself for himself. So listen first to the honest expression of what sin is and then those six lines. Because I knew that thou art obstinate, and thy neck is an iron sinew, and thy brow brass is no shame, thy brow brass. Yea, thou heardest not, yea, thou knewest not, yea, from that time that thine eve was not opened, for I knew that thou wouldest deal very treacherously, I was called a transgressor from the womb. That's clear, right? And then follows. For my name's sake, will I defer my anger. And then we read, And for my praise, for my praise, I will refrain from thee, that I cut thee not off. And then it says in the third place, for my own sake. And in the fourth place it says, Even for my own sake. And then it says, For how should my name be polluted? That's five. And I will not give my glory to another. That's six. So the Lord is so armed with that people of Israel with such an obstinacy and such an iron neck and such a shameless forehead and so, so, so treacherous and transgressor of the womb. And then six times, and yet, and yet I saved people for myself, for myself, for myself, for myself, six times. You read it in Isaiah 48. Especially the verse nine and eleven. Look at at all. And just bow your knees and say, Lord, I can be saved. I can be saved. Not because of who I am, but I can be saved. Because the reason why thou savest people is for thyself. No, get me saved. That gives me hope. And finally. Hallowing the name of the Lord is not only the foundation of salvation; it's also the greatest, deepest, warmest possible joy. Do you see that? No, I don't. Don't. That come. The, the, I, I did not fantasize about it. I found it in the Bible. I'd like to show you that hallowing the name of God. Is a really joyful thing. If you may do it from the heart. That's the work of the Holy Spirit, of course. But if that's true, it is just so special. Forgetting about yourself, forgetting about the circumstances, being absorbed by the love of God, and to just only focus on Him, only seeing, glorifying, sanctifying. Hallowing God. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. See how close it is? Glory ye in his holy name, let the hearts of them rejoice to seek the Lord. It's the same thing. To rejoice in God is giving him glory. If you give glory to God, there's no rejoicing in that. There's not giving glory. Or Psalm 5 verse 11, But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them even ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. So, there was a reason to be joyful in the Lord. I will be glad. I rejoice in thee. I will sing praises to thy name, O thou most high. So, again, have you ever been joyful? That, you got, that your heart jumped? And you're overwhelmed? That you cried? You say, Lord, it is overwhelmingly beautiful and special and I have no words to that. That is so glorifying to God. And it is so joyful for you. Sing unto God. Sing praise to his name. Extall him that rideth upon the heavens. By his name, Jah. And rejoice before him. Rejoice before him. See, young people. And all the ones, of course. Where do you see your joy? No, the real joy is this that you just look upon God, that you may know Him, that you know His power and His goodness and His truth and whatever you see in the Hebrew Catechism, and that you give glory to His name, and that you have no desires, unfulfilled desires left that you're satisfied with God. So then it's not just the name of God, not the attributes of God, not the doctrine of God, not the soundness of the doctrine, but God himself. Hallowed be thy name. So I would like to ask you a favor. Maybe tonight, when closing the day for yourself, Make some work of praying this first petition. And pray when you, in your own words and elaborate on it in your prayer on, low be thy name. Just tell the Lord how worthy he is. And ask the Lord to impress him in your heart. And tell the Lord that it's, that's your only hope. And tell the Lord that you are looking for that joy. What a beautiful beginning. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And again, the Lord Jesus did that his whole life. When he looked back on the cross, he said it finished. I did it all. And God the Father was satisfied with the glory the Lord Jesus gave to them. Are you also, also satisfied? Are you satisfied with the work of the Lord Jesus? That you just came to your wit's end about yourself? That you found that you had nothing to please God with? Nothing? Absolutely zero? And that you saw the Lord Jesus giving glory to his Father? And did you see that, that it's possible to hide under him? That he becomes your Savior? Are you satisfied with Him? Because God is most glorified by you satisfied with Him. Amen.